Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome to another stimulating episode of Naturopathy Today. You know, last week we left off talking about menopause for the ladies. This week, we're going to talk about andropause, which is what the term is for us guys, because we too go through a change of life. And it's really interesting that what happens is that part of it is one, the level of testosterone diminishes, especially after the age of 30. Now, that's what medicine says. That's, that's from the medical science. I don't agree. I'll go there first and I'll come back to that. Because what testosterone does for us, it gives us our deep masculine voice and gives us our facial hair and body hair, which we talked about, I think, last week where, or the week before, where I noticed that you know the younger boys today have less hair on their body because of the hormones that are coming into the system. And also testosterone helps us with muscle mass. So there is this theory, and this is quote unquote from medical doc documents that I research, the Merck manual that I look at from time to time, that men decrease their uh, level of testosterone like one to 2% a year and, at the, and it begins at the age of 30. Well, there is also a concept in the health food industry, not about testosterone, but about enzymes itself, that after the age of 40, you begin to decrease manufacturing enzymes. And so there's a whole product line built on that premise. Obviously, I do, maybe it's not obvious, <laughs> Well, let me state this in my masculine voice. I don't agree because the body is a divine creation, period. Number two, the body builds everything it needs to build. And when it comes to the enzyme concept, your B vitamins, and we've said this before, that they are technically coenzymes because in the thousands and millions of enzymatic transactions that your body is performing, hour by hour, day by day, are all built with vitamins, as well as minerals. Minerals, technically cofactors, catalysts, some are involved in enzyme transactions. So if you are well nourished, why would your enzymes deplete or diminish? Why would your testosterone diminish? And the answer is, it wouldn't. So I don't know how you feel about that, Steve, but obviously you can tell I'm adamant about it. I think that it's one of those <laughs> concepts presented yes. that are not based on reality or they're based well, on medical science. You know, there's a big trend these days to, you know, 
push drugs on people who have these problems. You know, if you feel like you might not have the same sex drive that you had um, when you were younger, well, let's just give you some testosterone as an injection. We can just yeah. replace that instead of thinking, well, how might we help our body be more effective, produce more? Can we actually do that? It seems to me, I seem to desire sex as much now as I have throughout my life. Um, and that hasn't changed for me. And so am I just one of the lucky ones? I mean, people all around me are popping Viagras because, you know, they want to, you know, get some results. But I, I, I guess I assumed that how I live my life is going to have a lot to do with how I am at this age. And it seems to be playing out that way for me. So are men doomed to have low testosterone or are there other factors at play? There are other factors. And the key one is malnutrition, period. Because testosterone is something that the body builds. However, it requires specific nutrients, which we will share as we go through this. Because I realized that last week we didn't tell the ladies how to fix anything. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to rag on the guys a little bit, you know, let them know what they're dealing with and how they can tell they're going through it. Because it's not something that we think about as a common thing that guys go through, but we do. So with them having a better understanding of what's happening, um, we'll do that. Then we'll get into all the nutrients that both the ladies need and the gentlemen need to help them rebuild themselves into a healthier human being where they're functioning at optimal levels. So some of the symptoms of andropause are baldness or thinning of hairline. Now, obviously, there are other things. Baldness could come about from alopecia, which is an autoimmune disease, where the uh, immune cells identify the hair follicles as aliens and attacks them and destroys them. So there's that. Thinning of the hairline could also be starvation by a lack of blood or not getting up into the scalp enough to nourish the hair follicles. And so there could be a thinning and a loss of hair there, not to mention pulling your hair out over stress or the kids or the dog that just tore up everything in the house. So there are all these things that cause hair loss. Uh, obviously, what you just brought up, Steve, about erectile dysfunction, ED, that too is almost a common symptom, interestingly enough, of going through andropause. Also, along those same lines, an increase in body fat because constrict the blood flow. And since the penis is fundamentally a muscle that requires blood for erection and stiffness, by reducing the amount of blood flow into that area, you know, st stimulates the dysfunction of having an erection. Let me ask you a question, Michael, about this, um, because I, I heard something one time that has given me a, a pause to think about, and I'd like your opinion on this. I heard this from a, a well-respected nutritional researcher who I have a lot of confidence in. And his statement was, as men get older, if you are able to get an erection, that tells you that your blood flow and cardiovascular system 
are in okay shape. And so I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on this idea that um, this is evidence of good circulation or was that kind of just a, a fallacy that he was putting forward? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think he's had a valid point because it is all about circulation, whether or not I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand from a different point of view, which is what I try to do, see things from different angles. Part of me thinks that, yes, it definitely can be a circulatory issue. Then my mind went to, and that's why I kind of stuttered a little bit. Well, is it because the system is one, because there's too much fat on the outside compressing? Is there hypertension, which is also muscular compression? Or is there too much cholesterol in the bloodstream? So there are different angles. But generally speaking, I would say that, yes, I think he's on the money because as long as you have good circulation, then the blood will flow to where you need it, when you need it, or when you desire to need it. So, yeah, I think he's he's on. He's Yes, well, I would I took agree. a little <laughs> bit of confidence in that for myself, thinking because... I'm, I'm always kind of wondering, you know, how am I on the inside? And when I heard that, it just gave me a bit of confidence in terms of, well, I'm functioning well enough there. Maybe that's a, a, a sign. And certainly I won't take that as the only sign of cardiovascular health. I do these other things as well. But certainly I think that if men are starting to experience it in their 40s, you know, erectile dysfunction, um, that's got to be very concerning and what to do about it. And it would seem to me there's a lot more that men can do than just turn to these drugs. So while we were on erectile dysfunction, I just wanted to ask you that question. So I'm happy to have you sort of go on with these uh, symptoms that men might experience. Okay. Well, another one is, believe it or not, we too get hot flashes. And, that's a surprise. Yeah. You know? And also uh, depression, anxiety, mood swings. And a lot of that, again, I, I relate to stress, faulty adrenals, bl poor blood sugar regulation. And that comes about because of the stressed out adrenals, low energy, another thing in there, you know, again, we're back to nutrients. Panathenic acid is absolutely a magical nutrient for energy because it becomes coenzyme A, which stimulates the Krebs cycle, which is what produces energy in each and every cell in the body. So pan panathenic acid is my second favorite nutrient. Vitamin A is my first. I've been a big fan of panathenic acid. It's helped me a lot. I used it with my allergies and I found oh, yeah. it with vitamin C to be so effective. It seems to maybe not fall it out of favor, but we don't hear about it very much anymore. And that kind of surprises me. And I think probably we do need to know a little bit more about its benefits. Well, what it did for you is it boosted your adrenal glands, which boosts your immune system. Because as you well know, allergies are an immune issue. You know, it's an alien protein that's coming into the body and the you know immune system, depending upon the health of the immune system, will determine how severe the allergic response is or isn't. So panathenic acid is fabulous. And I think the reason it, it's not as well known is because our industry has evolved in, instead of promoting the concepts of nourishment, 
It promotes the concept of this is the newest, latest miracle pill that is going to fix everything in your body. If that were true, the pill would be the size of a basketball. I think we talked about that too way back early. Sticking, you know, I'm the kind of guy I'm, in my own way is out there as I am in my thinking. I'm very conservative when it comes to health and nutrition because I am of the firm belief if you give the body what it needs, the body will heal itself. The body's divine. It seeks balance and harmony. And I've said this before too. I've, you know, I've been, said that. And the other thing is that disease begins between the ears. And that's the place that does us the most amount of damage and stops us from growing into healthy human beings. Well, one of the important things about what you just said there that resonated with me is as much as I appreciate what I call the golden age of nutritional science, I mean, there's all kinds of studies going on, all kinds of nutrients. Let's not forget what's foundational. We understand the importance of these vitamins and these minerals and any new exotic nutrient, as good as it may be, doesn't replace the benefits of these very important nutrients that are foundational. All the things we talk about here in naturopathy are all foundational. And so let's make sure we understand and utilize those. Absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons why I have survived for 38 years as a company and without marketing and advertising, I might add, because I've stuck to the foundation. I've stuck to the principles of naturopathy and I've never chased after any fad. It's just not who I am. Anyway, so here are the nutrients for both ladies and men, because on one level, our bodies are the same. They operate the same. The only difference is, is that where the women have ovaries, we have testes, they do the same. Where the mammary glands are, theirs may be a little bit more enlarged, but we're catching up, you know. So because, you know, we, it's not that we're competitive, it's just that, you know, we want boobs too. So <laughs> crazy world, right? So here are the <laughs> um, Agree to disagree. <laughs> Well, I'm just repeating what I see at the beach. What can I tell uh, you? I, okay. <laughs> well, if you can't laugh, you know, you'll end up crying. So it's better to laugh. All right. Well, and this is a, you know, this is a discussion. And, you know, we bring <laughs> things out and we play with them a little bit because we have fun with it. And life should be fun. And these serious issues also have um, a lighter side to them. Absolutely. There's two sides to a coin, two sides to every issue and multiple perspectives and they're all right. Depends on where you stand and how you look. So to support hormone production, because hormone production actually begins not only in the testes and ovaries, but also in the adrenals. And I think people forget that. So when you have stressed out adrenals, when you are taking red yeast rice or statin drugs, you're diminishing the amount of cholesterol available because cholesterol is your building material for your hormones. It's also your building material for vitamin D. So you can begin to see how many different internal failures uh, or compromises will evolve because of blocking the amount of cholesterol that the body has to work with. So we wanna support the adrenal glands 
to make sure, and we do that with the vitamin C and panathenic acid that you talked about. Uh, I am also a believer licorice is also good because it helps stimulate and, and nourish and foundational for the adrenals. B6, panathenic acid helps with the stress the, and the need for relaxation. You know, when we talk about relaxation, we talked earlier about uh, the other day, calcium, magnesium, the hops, the valerian, the passiflora, skullcap, all of those nervines are really good for that kind of stuff. And look at our phytoestrogens. You know, you got red clover is great. Wild yam for both men, and, again, for both men and women, because the women on some levels still need estrogen in their bodies. And because what one thing we don't want taking place is where the testosterone becomes greater in their body than the estrogen, because in reality, we do have estrogen and testosterone. We have it in our bodies. The ladies have it in their bodies. And then, of course, Dong Kwai is fabulous. What about that? Blessed Thistle is another one for the women. Squall Vine is yet another one that's great. So Chasberry. What? Oh, yeah. Chaseberry. Forgot about yeah. that one. Thank you. <laughs> what else do you know from your end of it? Because I forget. Well, this list that you've got here is perfect because, you know, I found all of these to be useful. Um, and it was just that Chaseberry was the one other that I had used and was part of combinations I found successful. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, but sometimes I forget I think I may have mentioned this, that I do have a tendency towards senior moments from time to time. I hadn't noticed because I- Oh, oh good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they go right by. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Also, you know, if I'm not in the habit of using something, um, because when Chaseberry became known, I'd already had my formulas for both uh, menopause and the adrenals. So it wasn't something that I would have- redone my formulas because i'm of the mindset if it ain't broke don't mess with it there's no reason to put everything in every formula this is really the art of nutritional formulations is based on your experience and what you have used successfully and it's also then gives you if a if a woman doesn't get the same results that we're used to there are other things to try the best product is the one that works best. Amen. Amen. And thinking about things that work best, it's time for me to go to work and be my best out there on the floor. Um, I do a walk around. I go through the entire building every morning when I come in, part of my discipline. And then I'll work at my computer and then I'll get up and I'll walk around the whole building, walk through the warehouse, see what's going on. And so it's time for me to take a walk. Steve, right. thank you so much for your input today. I look forward to our next get together. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all be well, take care, stay safe out there. There's a lot of crazies afoot and uh, because they're malnourished and making them crazy. So anyway, but you be the lights that you are. Steve, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Folks, thanks for listening. We're glad to have you here. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. 
Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.